brunette and so was I. She didn't end up with the career that Barbie 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 has evolved. Even though people like her are not Barbie, she has evolved. And there even is now a disabled Barbie, I believe, in a wheelchair. Yeah, absolutely. There was an astronaut apparently in the 1960s too. They had a Barbie doll who was an astronaut. I just found that out recently. And a doctor and a lawyer. Who would have thought? And a journalist. And a journalist. Oh, my goodness. There's no end to what us Barbie girls could do. Nutrition Barbie. I have to, you know. Yes, nutrition. Radio presenter Barbie. There's no end to it. What else, Barbara, is happening in your world that you've got to share with us? Well, I'm on the subject of jokes. I'll be very quick. I shall abbreviate this. But it's an old favourite of mine. Well, actually, it's a few months ago I was told this joke. And I have to say thank you to my friend Robin's husband, uh, my friend Robin and her husband Perry, who, who gave told me this joke a while ago. Uh, to cut the chase, um, a guy's got his little boy uh, in at the office. Um, he's brought him in on a Friday uh, because the, the, the day when uh, they're allowed to bring their children in. And uh, anyway, everyone's been making a big fuss of little Johnny, and he's just been sitting in the room to stand there, the cold from his dad, and they've been bringing him food and playing games with him. And finally, at the end of the day, dad comes in to check him and says, So, Johnny, mate, it's time to go home. Have you had a great day? And little Johnny just bursts into floods of tears. And his dad gets really upset and says, What's wrong, man? What's happening? Why are you so upset? What's, what's the matter? And Johnny, little Johnny sobs, Where were all those clowns you said you worked with? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Always clowns you worked with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, so we're here every Monday with yeah. our jokes. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, so we have you'd like to suggest that you're broadcastable. Yes, yes, absolutely. Post them on our Facebook Send page. Us, actually, yes. that's a good idea. Send us a joke. Yeah, we would love that. Absolutely. Read it on air. We will bring the best. We will um, bring the best. Try and, I don't know, it won't be hard to, to uh, you know, supersede us, but no, um, no. we'd like to hear about that's those. But well, we have guests today, don't we? We do. We have um, a new segment that has been on a couple of times so far with the uh, wonderful Carolyn Ahern, who is from Travel Managers, and she's our new travel guru, um, and she has had a lot of joy travelling and um, has been travelling from early ages, and she likes to um, uh, create beautiful um, experiences for people, and um, she really enjoys finding the right um, information and locations for people as well. Um, she is a travel agent for Glen Iris, Ashburton, Kew, Hawthorne, Camberwell, Canterbury, Surrey Hills, Burundara and beyond. Um, and she's what you call a personal travel manager. So she works in partnership with Travel Managers Australia, which is Australia's largest home-based travel network. So Carolyn today is um, going to talk to us about what she She's been up to and some of some really interesting destinations that she's uh, looking into at the moment and that her clients are asking us about. So, um, uh, you know, travel to exotic lands, see colour, nature and peoples of more distant parts of Asia. Um, we'll hear more from her after uh, around 4.30. That sounds wonderful, Nicole. And I do love hearing about beautiful destinations because do you know there was some... P- piece of research I might have already shared it on our show that people tend to get greater the greatest satisfaction about dreaming about the places to go and planning a trip than they do when they actually experience it so the excitement of planning and fantasizing about all the beautiful <laughs> things and all the places you'll go it actually has a, a greater impact on us so this is a lovely time for us to be able to do that to plan um, to plan particularly if you're one of those people that can't seem to get a holiday no matter what <laughs> and it might seem like it's a long way in the distance so yay to that I say yeah I agree so I'm looking forward to that I think there's going to be a few little uh, snippets on some Asian countries and some more exotic destinations that she's going to talk to us about as well so I'm really looking forward to that Mm. yes and, and following that, uh, live in the studio, we're very pleased to uh, be welcoming uh, at about 10 past five, uh, Duxy Franklin. Now, Duxy um, and her musical partner, Graham Baxter, will be uh, presenting a, a sound like a very interesting show at the Q Courthouse on Saturday, the 5th of August, which happens to be um, our colleague, Ms. Ida Chon's birthday. Happy birthday, Ida, oh, for a couple of weeks' time. Lovely, <laughs> Ida. Um, anyway, but this show uh, sounds like a really fascinating one. Uh, they've been described as, um, well, she's been described as an alternative folk 
pop singer-songwriter. She's been hailed as one of the country's most unique and exciting emerging acts. And apparently she dances effortlessly, effortlessly between genres. And her enchanting live performances feature her animated banter and trademark flamboyant wardrobe. And uh, anyway, apparently she's considered one to watch with eclectic inspirations. She's described as a modern-day Kate Bush, mashed together with the old broad charm of Bjork and the old country American musicians of Gillian Walsh. So, oh, wow. So she's coming in uh, today. Sadly, um, her musical partner, uh, Graham Baxter, can't be with us today, but uh, we're looking forward to having a chat with her very much and playing some of her music. Yeah, sounds wonderful. Um, looking forward to that very much and we always have such great shows on at the did you say the Hawthorne no no, oh, no. It's, the court, it's, it's the Q Courthouse Q Courthouse I mean yes. yeah, yeah that's right and just for the record Grand Baxter's songs dance between the dark the delicate and the cautious the optimistic with beautiful acoustic guitars and crunchy honky electrics oh. so there you are wow that's, that's that sounds cool, isn't it? Pretty, <laughs> pretty darn good well it, speaking of a music I think we might uh, just try and check out a little track ourselves uh, our first track uh, this one's from Sting- King Stingray looking out you're a 94.1 FM 3 WBC this is Big Life Conversation back with you Big Life Conversation cool little track there from King Stingray with looking out 25 almost minutes past four we're with you right through to six o'clock tonight with a couple of great guests that we have already announced but they'll be coming up at 4 30 the first one and then at a little bit after five so we will have some good stuff for you can I also mention a couple of quick birthdays, please? Of course. Thank you. Let's uh, mention Daniel again. Yes, of course. Happy birthday, Daniel. Legend. So first, Leo <laughs> came off the wing. Yes. I also want to um, say, uh, remember that uh, Kate Bush has got a birthday ah, in a few days' time. That's right. And your friend, Sir Mick Jagger, Jacinda. Oh, yes. yes. The lovely <laughs> Sir Mick Jagger. <laughs> um, and also, um, <laughs> want to say, um, uh, send uh, wedding anniversary cheerios or cheers to uh, my little brother, Pat. Eddie, who's just come back from Spain, um, and he and um, my sister-in-law Rachel were married 27 years ago today. So wow. congratulations! Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's, that's and they're living in Christchurch, of course. And uh, yes, with, and now have two uh, fine kids, uh, Zoe and Luke, my niece and nephew. I also want to send uh, wedding anniversary cheers to my niece Sophia, yep. who is the daughter of my elder littlest brother um, and she lives in Perth and she and Daniel uh, who are holidaying in Europe lucky them uh, they um, they are celebrating their third wedding anniversary uh, tomorrow so to all concerned uh, congratulations and of course we were unfortunately unable to go to that wedding three years ago because we were in the middle of the oh, band no. it was a show yeah. anyway but uh, they had a great time without us they managed to enjoy themselves oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well that's lovely it is lovely yeah. I just got a, a thank you for the uh, cheerio. Oh, thank you for the thank you. Hope <laughs> they treat you really well today, Daniel, and you get weighted on hand and foot. Oh. Make the most of it. We always say in our house, you've got till 12 o'clock. When it's your birthday, you've got the midnight, oh, you know, right. from the time you wake up till midnight. Yep. And so, you don't, know, don't waste a minute. Don't waste no, a minute. No, so no one minute. does in no. our house. It's always like, I don't want the, can I have this and can I have that? Could you just make me a cup of tea? Yeah, and like, I'm going to on midnight. Isn't Barbara saying that there's usually a week, like there's a festival of Daniel. Oh, for some people. For some people. Like that, but she's a festival of Daniel. <laughs> Yes, but the Leos, they do love to party. And to be fair, they are very generous to, and we're yeah, celebrating yeah. other people's birthdays. Yeah. That's true. On a sad note, and speaking of Mother Leo, who recently left us, the late, great Tony Bennett. I know. Yes, yes. I know. Amazing. Amazing. Recording up until almost the end. Incredible. And performing up until almost the end. Yeah. And, of course, um, a whole sort of new phase of his career after the the, uh, the traditional crooning uh, thing died down. He just didn't die down. And he was recording with Katie Lang and Lady Gaga and Amy Winehouse. And anyway, yes, so he's left a fantastic legacy. Oh. Yes. Mm. Uh, oh, incredible. I have been really a body of work. Tony from yeah, yeah, Tony Bennett, amazing. Oh, yes. dear, oh, dear. <laughs> so, what else have we got? Well, I had a um, very uh, energetic show on <laughs> Saturday morning because oh, I needed yes. to be energetic to keep warm. Of course. Yeah. And um, we had our usual nutrition tips and nutrition news. But on the nutrition news front, a really recent study done in the wonderful Spain and it was um, conducted on 100,000 individuals 
and uh, it was to look at circadian rhythms oh. and eating patterns, right. which we know that there has been a link in the nutrition world for a while, mm-hmm. but it was suggesting that um, out of the those that were studied, and it was a cohort that was continued for around seven years, uh, that those people that didn't eat breakfast before 8am and ate dinner after 7pm were at a higher risk of getting diabetes um, or any cardiovascular diseases as well. But the specific study was on type 2 diabetes um, and it talked about how eating later than that then disrupts the circadian rhythms with the light dark Ah, side of things. So it had some really interesting studies and we know shift workers suffer a lot with um, eating patterns and Mm. being out of your circadian rhythms. Um, So your body can tend to go into a little bit of a fasting lay down the fat, hold on to the sugar and the fat um, if we don't eat earlier. So um, the suggestion was eat before 8am if you can. If you're uh, a diabetic or just generally? um, no, in it, general. In general, general. what well, that's saying is you're more, you'll be more predisposed to perhaps diabetes if yes. you don't do that. Yes, is that because oh, okay. so your metabolism yeah. of lipids and blood sugars okay. um, alters mm. if you are later than that. And interestingly, during the study, there was something like 500 people that. Um, were diagnosed with diabetes through that um, period of time and they had to sort of diarise their eating patterns and all of those were... um the propensity was for eating beyond that 8am. So I found that fascinating. It's fascinating. Also, isn't there some sort of genetic component to certain races are more prone to diabetes? Now, with something to do with that as well. There's a lot of other factors as well. There's quite a lot of research now that really correlates the circadian rhythms, um, times of bed, time of waking, time of eating to be quite crucial for those diseases as well. Yeah. Not not the only thing, of course, but um, just one of many. So I thought that was very fascinating. said that and the other thing we focused in on was allergies because the weather has changed for a a slightly brisker tone recently (laughs) and with some of those changes has also been sort of those cooler mornings that brings on allergies and um and some people suffer from hay fever a little bit earlier in the Mm. season than waiting for spring and um, it can also mean if with this milder start to winter that we've actually had some uh, flowering going on with some of our trees as well. And we've also had a little bit more wind. So yes. people are suffering a that little bit be. more from allergies and hay fever. So we may have a, a little chat around that uh, a little bit later in the show as well. Absolutely. And uh, well, two points. It's really interesting. And I'm, I'm always interested in the research and, you know, the things that are happening that will may suggest that we need to make a few changes to things about, as you mentioned, about the earlier breakfast, etc., but I've got to say, I reckon if you listen to everything and change, you know, but you're doing it every other day. Because I, I never, like, what about mm. the people who never eat breakfast? I, I'm I like actually, and, and I, yes, and I go to bed late and I get up late because of my lifestyle. Yeah. I like earth and some and, yeah, yeah like, exactly. It's so, interesting, isn't yeah, it? It's a sort of way other factors in, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, there's a whole set of epigenetics that I've researched as mm. well. I've always been an early breakfast eater until oh, okay. I found out a little bit more about my epigenetic pattern which is to be a slightly later riser and later eater Um, however having said that I don't think I'm healthier for doing that I think I'm better when I do get up earlier and eat earlier I feel like I'm a fitter more energetic slimmer person as a result of that yeah. um, but that's just me as an individual yes yeah. I mean, there's yeah. some people I know who like me they can't eat when they get out, when they get up straight away that's they, have right. to, they have to I be doing a few things before they yeah. before they actually feel yeah. like eating yeah. Um, but yeah but as I say maybe that's something that I need to reappraise but anyway <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that can I also just while um uh, we, we will in just a moment because mm-hmm. we've got a, we've got our um, guest coming, coming up and we will do that mm-hmm. shortly, Barbara. But before that, we are going to go to a quick break, have a little bit more music. Uh, going to hear from Rita Aura this time with Don't Think Twice. Big Life Conversation. We'll be back in just a minute. Back with you on 3WBC Big Life Conversation and we are about to have our 
get, first guest join us, Nicole. We do. We have the wonderful Carolyn Ahern, who is a friend of the show and has been on the show before, uh, who is a personal travel manager working in partnership with Travel Managers Australia, which is Australia's largest home-based travel agent network. Uh, Carolyn is based in Glen Iris, but uh, serves lots of locations in and around the Burundara area and beyond. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. How are you? How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on today. Lovely to have you on the show today. Um, so tell us what has been happening over the last few weeks. You've been quite busy, I believe. Yes, I have. Uh, it's, we've almost gone back to frantic again as far as um, travel goes, which, <laughs> which is lovely. I remain very thankful for that. Um, so I've got a number of people away at the moment uh, and just sort of keeping an eye on them as well as what I'm doing on the home front with bookings. Um, last Thursday, I woke up to one of those texts that as a travel agent, you don't want to have at 5.30 a.m., which was to say that um, one of my clients who was traveling that day, the first of his four flights was canceled. Oh, so I had to quickly get him out of bed and on his way to the airport <laughs> and um, then scramble around to um, find a flight for him so that he could make his next three flights. Where was he off to, can we ask? It's Barbara here, Karen. Yeah, hi. Um, he was going to Berlin. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as I said, he had four flights. So they all had to match up. Oh, and, um, anyway. Long story short, he got there, which is fantastic. Well done. <laughs> uh, yeah, but was, um, used a bit more adrenaline that day. Than <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a challenge by the sound of it. The pros and cons <laughs> of um, the work that you do, yes, <laughs> excitement of a different kind. <laughs> that's right, that's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, doing that, which is troubleshooting, and then another thing that I'm doing virtually every day or at least, um, a number of times a week is just continuing professional development uh, so that I mean I love it I have always loved trivia and I used to get my mum to ask me trivia questions <laughs> pretty much every day um, so yeah you know and now I'm doing that in a professional way of learning learning more and more and more which I, I just love I just soak in all that knowledge um, <laughs> So we're learning about suppliers, we're learning about destinations, we're learning about products so that we can then offer our clients the best um, options when they come to us and ask for South America or Borneo or Rajasthan or Europe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so look, that, that's um, always very interesting. Um, and I will just mention that one of the things I went to last week was a trivia night and um, it was about all about New Zealand oh. and New Zealand products and New Zealand destinations, locations and travel managers were the winning team. Ooh. So that was exciting. Well done. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> I nice. had family in Christchurch so that would have been uh, quite fascinating I'm sure. <laughs> oh good, yeah. yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, so that's Yep, and then just um, keeping on um, booking for people, which is lovely. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of research goes into um, into booking. Yeah, yeah, and I love how the learning comes through trivia nights. I think that's a really nice way to do some learning. I think that sounds like a really fun way to do learning. Yeah, it is fun, and it's interesting how it also brings out the... Um, the competitiveness in people, but, you know, in a really nice way. It was yeah. a nice thing to do. Fantastic. So, yeah, yeah. So tell us about some amazing destinations. Um, cool. What are you going to talk to us about today? Well, uh, I would like to um, get you to think about exotic locations oh, and destinations. Yes, um, warm. That won't be hard. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Yes, we're in a studio. <laughs> So one of the suppliers that I caught up with recently and I felt really inspired by it and I'd like to tell you about today, um, they do uh, parts of Asia and up into the five stands, which is like Kazakhstan, Tajikistan. I won't say the other one, but you get the idea. Um, all the stands. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then India, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, Philippines, um, Brunei, 
Morocco, even Bhutan. So very interesting places mm. that you, or not you, but that one would perhaps um, feel more comfortable going on a tour with mm. rather than um, just doing it totally independently. Um, you, when you go on a tour, it doesn't mean you have to go with a coach load of 50 people. You can go on a much with a much smaller group mm. or you could even just go a small group that you don't know or you could go with a small group which is like your family, a um, multi-generational group or even just, you know, mum, dad and two children. So how do some of these things sound? Mm. Uh, a women's getaway to India which will be 16 days and 15 nights. I've actually got the brochure up on my screen and it's so colourful. Um, you know, the pictures on it are beautiful. So it's, um, takes you through different activities and experiences. You um, enjoy the cuisine, uh, the colour, the culture. It's a very beautiful place to go uh, and a lot of history. So, you know, mix all those things up and there's something for everyone in that um, tour. And that, so for just out of interest, for 16 days, 15 nights, that's from... 4280 per person uh, and that's a deluxe tour so mm. yeah that sounds like a lot of fun for 16 days yeah women's group look. yeah yeah so um other things that might be of interest to people are um you could go to for example india and play golf you could cycle through india <laughs> you could do a culinary tour through india oh yeah um I'll or any one. of these other places too, <laughs> photography, um, yes. wellness, mm. um, there's great train journeys there, and then, yeah, those different types of travel at family, solos, women's, you could get married over there or have your honeymoon there, so, you know, any of those um, those options we can build into a tour. Um and, and this is, you know, the only Stan I've actually been to is Rajasthan. So having been to India before with a group of women, having done that, I know it's a very beautiful location. And, um, you know, when you've got that similarity of the, the shopper um, and the people that want to, you know, eat beautiful food as well and you're with those, alongside those, it certainly is a very pretty place and lots of colour and culture to absorb there as well so um, yes from first hand experience that would be absolutely wonderful but if you're more sporty you could get on a bike I can't imagine getting on a bike myself but I imagine that there's some (laughs) others that um, would do that in India Mm. I'm just thinking that would be a really get down and dirty close and hot and bothered (laughs) you mean a motorbike because the motorbikes are everywhere in India both you and Nicole have been there I'm happy to be in the bus yeah (laughs) air conditioning comfort yeah Yeah. okay so they can be all packaged in depending on what your specific needs are as well Mm. so how wonderful yeah, so that's just um, some ideas to light up people's imaginations and, um, you know, think about going to places like that. Um, I, last week I, I was speaking with some clients about Borneo. They were interested to go there. Uh, you know, so that's, that's a place that's just a little bit different to, um, you know, the, like it's a little bit off the beaten track but still... It's got enough creature comforts and then it's got wildlife, it's got beaches. So, you know, it's got a lot of interest there as well. So there's a lot of places that, as um, you've mentioned, have got colour and culture and very interesting. And orangutans. Yes, I was going to say that, orangutans. I think we'd been looking at that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so so really good, good places to go to. Um, yeah, so that, that's the sort of destinations that I wanted to mention today. Um, you might like to get some friends together and get some Indian takeaway and um, have a chat about <laughs> your next trip. That could be good. Um, also, it's just going to... Oh, you go. No, that's all right. I was just going to say that the, the tours that you've... Uh, mentioned as you said there can be from you know four people right up and can be 
packaged in and um, organised for small groups um, and you can do anywhere from, I'm, I'm looking at the list that you've given us, but, you know, from 11 days right through to sort of 17 days with some of those common interests. And you go to the north and the south uh, on these tours, do you? Are they all over India? Rajasthan's sort of the north okay. of India, yeah. yeah. But I imagine yeah, you can go anywhere. That's right. I mean, there's such a variety of, of tours um, that that this company... Of, the company is called Total Holiday Options. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, you know, but I can certainly help you with um, looking at, you know, whatever options they have that you might... that one might be interested in. Mm. Um, I was going to... There was another yes, one there so that you were going to yes, talk about, yes. one, I'm, one that I'm a bit of a fan of because I've been to the Maldives. <laughs> yes. um, I didn't go as a honeymooner, but boy, there was a lot of honeymooners there. <laughs> um, uh, just to note for people that they can often think that that's a really expensive holiday, but there are very reasonably priced islands and locations oh, that really? you can go to as well. Yeah. Um, Carol, I'm sure you know about sort of the ranges there as well. But a, a little tip because of global warming, we're always saying, you know, get there quickly because mm. some of those places that are very close water-wise mm, yeah. may not be around for a long, right. long time, right like enough. our Barrier Reef and yep. those sorts of things and, and those nature say. ones. Mm. You know, you want to go and see those those natural um, beauties as quickly as possible because um, we don't know how long we've got them for. We hope we have them forever, mm, but we don't always know, do we? Yeah. That, that's right, yeah. Well, that, uh, as you say, the Maldives is very, very popular. And look, there is a whole range of um, accommodation that you can experience there. So uh, it's not just for honeymooners, it's for you know family holiday or just a getaway, um, something something special and something lovely to do together, something to look forward to. And, and I've now got Maldives pictures on my screen, yes. which are all beautiful. <laughs> yes. The overwater bungalows mm. and the lagoons. Mm. Um, oh, it just looks sensational, especially when I'm looking out the window seeing a cloudy sky. And I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. think that was something that I noted is that there wasn't a, an ugly view out of a window <laughs> in the Maldives you just couldn't have one um, but the ways that you will I know for myself were to reduce prices that you could have an on uh, island bungalow for a couple of days and then you could treat yourself for a over the water bungalow for a couple of days and that kind of can bring prices down and even prices out as well so um, always good for a stopover in Singapore as well so that's something that I did. Yeah, great tip. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, for sharing that. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 And as you say, going through Singapore is also very interesting. So, um, you know, you can have a, a holiday of two sites if you combine that with the Maldives. Mm. And, um, yeah. So, there you go. That's, that's the most fun thing. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I'm aware that time's getting away. So, just to mention a few more things if I may um, way back in the first time that I um, spoke with you uh, we talked about Virgin Voyages that time we did. Um, so it's getting closer to the time when Virgin Voyages will um, come to Australia um, so that's the brand let's say that's Sir Richard Branson mm. heads up yeah. with his um, irreverent way of doing things mm -hmm. a lot of fun um, adults only ships um, so their ship Resilient Lady is coming to Australia this summer um, and just to give an idea of pricing five night cruises uh, which go to Tasmania will be from uh, thirteen seventy eight per person, or um, just a two night taster to Bernie from six six six. There's a fourteen night cruise over New Year's Eve, um, which is just over six thousand per person. So you know, the, again, there's a range of of um, of options there, and then of course on board you can also choose a range of options in terms of the cabins that you choose. Um, and is that yeah, similar to that, sorry, I was just going to ask Karen, is that similar to that other, is it Viking, the, li uh, the line that boasts that they have no kids and no casinos? Is that similar <laughs> sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. Well, I think Richard Branson would have casinos on there. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and lots of ladies in bikinis, I think, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And I'll say I think they're, they're quite a different product from each other. Viking is um, probably... Well, I mean, it's, it's also a fantastic product, but quite different. I would say that perhaps you might think of Virgin Voyages as... Um, For a Quirky. Well, no, no. I mean, oh, it, it certainly appeals right up to okay. um, older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, perhaps it's just a little more quirky and, you know, the way they word things is, is interesting. So and more, so more relaxed and informal sort of style? Is that yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But saying that Viking isn't overly formal either, mm-hmm. it's... Um, yeah, it's not like the cruise ships that you see on movies from years ago. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it sounds interesting. It does. And I believe that 14-night one is a uh, news cruise, which sounds fabulous, is Melbourne to Auckland and also Sydney yeah, to Auckland. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so that would be great. A lot of fun. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Um, just a reminder to people, if you're interested in the Chelsea Flower Show, which is a yearly event right. in London, mm-hmm. um, I have still got 2023 pricing for the tour that I'm taking, even though on um, even though it has gone up to 2024 pricing. But if you come through me, you can get it for 2023 pricing. So it's a seven-day tour going to gardens and castles just outside London, Beautiful. enjoying England in spring, and a visit to the world-famous Chelsea Flower Show, which, um, you know, lots of famous people go there. Um, the Princess of Wales designed a garden there a few years ago. But just a beautiful, beautiful place to, to go and look and, and get inspired. And that's a small group, maximum size of 18. So if you're interested, that is there. Um, that's March, yeah. April, May. What, what time are we looking at going? Oh, for that? sorry. Good question. Um, that's the, the 16th of May, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a seven-day tour from London. Oh, fantastic. But there, there are people, obviously, including me, going from Australia. So, you know, if people wanted to travel together, then we could make that work oh, idea. as well. Mm, Ooh, lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Carol. There's lots and lots awesome. to think about there. So thank you so much again for all of your little insights and snippets of what's coming up. Um, I love those exotic destinations to think about <laughs> if you're planning ahead, thinking about something perhaps out of the ordinary. It seems yeah. that a lot of people are travelling at the moment. There's yes. a lot of people in Europe oh, at the yes. moment. Yeah. My niece yeah. is just yeah. back from a, a five-week Contigi tour, so I'm catching up with her tonight to hear all about that. She's That's a very kind of trip. <laughs> That's a very ki- different kind of trip. But um, yeah. Had a, a wonderful time and it's been very hot, so she's quite shocked about it. Oh, I was going to say, the fires they've there. been reporting <laughs> it constantly in Europe. Yeah. Yes, yes. So um, very, very warm. Mm. I, I like it, but you know they're not used to it. So yeah. uh, and you don't <laughs> like fire being evacuated. But, but of the fifty fires. degrees is like a little 50, bit much. That is a little bit. Yeah, much. yeah that's why the fires are running and making in roads and other places. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Horrible. So awesome. um, look Thank out you. for those exotic locations and um, we'll see you again next month, hopefully, um, with some other destinations to look forward to. Thanks so much, Carolyn. That would be lovely. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. You've got us dreaming big. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye for that. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. The first of a few songs coming up from the Barbie movie. We're going Barbie Mania today. We're all going. Should have worn my pink. pink We should have worn pink, ladies, but we didn't. (laughs) Uh, Great song, and we've got a few more coming up. As I said, now what I have collected is a few little quotes from the Barbie movie. As we get to see, yes, we haven't seen it yet. But all right, what can I say? Where can I start? Um, Okay. We mothers stand still so our daughters can look back and see how far they have come. (laughs) (laughs) That was from Ruth. Um, uh, This is from Ken. 
I'm a man with no power. Does that make me a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Possibly. <laughs> Perhaps. And no private parts either, apparently. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Um, this is from Barbie. Basically, everything that men do in your world, women do in ours. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. we go. So that's a few. Mm-hmm. Got more where that came mm-hmm. from. Intriguing. And the songs are great. Just yeah. They're fantastic. And yes. there's some big artists that have... Um, yeah, they're involved, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Being, lots of being in they're, in really, there. they're really rolled out their power and publicity juggernaut, though, haven't they, for this one? Have they? Yes, what? the marketing. It's a, there's yeah. a, huge, a huge budget that Mattel has uh, put out towards it. But, um, yes, um, just while we're on the subject though, of uh, interesting women, let's start to send a cheer, a cheer, a greeting to uh, my friend Jacinta, my other friend Jacinta, who's in... How many friends do you <laughs> have from Jacinta? That's the two, Jacinta in Brisbane and Jacinta in Melbourne. But anyway, oh. so if you're listening, Jacinta, um, hello there, and thank you for tuning in. Very well. Absolutely. She's got a wonderful name as well. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> she? She has. Yeah, lovely you name. Do. That is we like that very name. good. We do like it indeed. Can I tell you something just before we have our, our next guest uh, yeah. about to join us? I was fascinated to see that, remember a few years ago, we interviewed a woman called Loretta Smith. She wrote a book about Alice Anderson, who was the, the proprietor of the first, I believe, all female garage down well, that's true. Yes. 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 And that was fascinating. That story. Well, isn't that an interesting story? Very interesting. And um, lo and behold, they have made a play out of it. Oh. And it is on at La Mala currently up until, I b- oh, believe, really? next Sunday, the um, uh, 30th, and it's called Garage Girls. So Garage thought, Girls. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's so cool. Worthwhile well, checking out. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's an amazing so story. become a, a mechanic in the uh, very traditionally male world. Exactly, in the 1920s. Maybe in the 1920s. I mean, yes, I mean yes. even now, yes. it'd be like, what? It was really yeah. groundbreaking, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's uh, an intriguing sort of a little tip oh. that caught my eye. That, that sounds absolutely fantastic. We'd love to see that. There are lots of good things on. And, Barbara, you mentioned the yes. Scandinavian Film Festival to us off air, and there's a lovely little booklet we've got here. Yes. So that's coming up for... Well, it's on now. It's on now. It's on now. It runs until August. There you go. Yep. Um, yeah, so, um, as I say, I, co- I co- went to the opening night the other night and uh, some very intriguing uh, films that uh, are, are on there. And, as I say, we tend to think of this, uh, I guess, uh, our experience of a lot of this is that the, the Scandi noir uh, sort of stuff that we see in a rather um, bleak and, and depressing uh, stories about uh, crime, a lot of the TV stuff that we see, but very well acted, very well done. But uh, the Scandinavian Film Festival is not just about that sort of stuff. It's, it's a whole a very wide variety of different kinds of genres. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's... Uh, that is, of course, once again presented by Palace Cinemas all over town. So um, get onto the website to they find out about that. All over variety. I mean, they usually have some beautiful scenery there, but um, I was just looking at one called Camino because it's about the uh, father and daughter doing the Camino Trail. Well, in Spain. So oh. In Spain, but it's Scandinavian movie. Mm. Okay. Mm. Lovely. So that sounds really good. Now, just one we I want to mention before we go to track. Um, I'm going to do the shovel. Uh, in a minute, uh, <laughs> shovel some dirt from the shovel, <laughs> our favourite satirical website. But before I do, I think I need to mention this so it gives it context. Mm. Last week you may or may not have heard about, I think it was a, a GP and uh, a celebrity, Yumi Stein, wrote a book called Sex for Kids. Yes, yes. And, and it's an educational book, apparently, right? Yes. So it's educational teaching kids the stuff they need to know, but for some reason, some people have gone, it's disgusting, we must get this off the shelves. And I think it was one of the big, I think a, uh, a retail store with a W in it um, has been oh. selling it and they are buying off the shelves. Well, it was, but mm. their retail staff have, have been absolutely abused by oh, yes, customers. So too. they've removed it from their retail stores oh, and selling it online. But uh, I listened to and saw a few interviews from the authors and you know, from everything they're saying, it's like, no, it's not... <laughs> It's not a pornographic Sorry, it's not porn, right? It's about sex education. And haven't they proven that step back and calm down? Yeah. Um, uh, Haven't they been said to show that, in fact, a lot of knowledge is a good thing for young people? Absolutely. It's not going to actually result in them running off and getting pregnant at the age of 13. That's quite the reverse. might get them to ask questions of their parents, because I do know for my grade sixer, they're doing all of the sex ed at the moment. Mm. Like it's... How dare they? They're they're actually (laughs) doing their program 
them and learning about so there's questions coming yes um, and if people were you know needing extra information or support or languaging yes. that's appropriate for certain ages mm. I think all of that extra information and in, in book form is great for kids to if they're a little bit embarrassed to go away and read or for parents to read to assist I think opening the conversation yes. up, not closing it down Indeed. and it's a natural part of life and if we're going to make it this thing that has to be you know, like in the olden days mm. where you never spoke about it and then no. people got pregnant and they're like, what? It's gone exactly. Like, what's happening? Yeah, exactly. So it's just, you know, come on. It's just... And it's let's let's do some of the um, some of these sources on the internet too. By the oh, way. well, and that's yes. the other thing. They yeah. can go on the internet and find all sorts of things. Rubbish. And, yes. and there you go. Yeah. I think they were interviewing Yumi on uh, on the television yes. the other night that's and right. she was saying, you know, when's the right time to do this and that? And she just said, look, it's an ongoing conversation. So, you know, as stu- soon as you think someone's ready to have that conversation, you can broach them and kids will tell you when there's enough information okay that's enough Um, and you go back to it another time at least you've broached it exactly and it also I mean isn't this the the woman involved with this book is that was the dolly doctor yes she was the dolly doctor she She was was amazing a GP and so anyway so we've got the shovel I love this (laughs) and had a a picture of a, a beautiful big book and it had written on it the Holy Bible. Um, so the shovel, book removed from shelves for being inappropriate for kids. It was the Holy Bible. So when you think about, so retailers across the country, it says, have removed a best-selling book, the Bible, from shelves after parents were shocked to discover it's filled with graphic sex and murder scenes and all these other things which I can't say. Uh, I wouldn't want my eight-year-old reading this, one concerned mother said. The book, which has been in print for decades, also has passages which de- describe sex slavery, murder, uh, other <laughs> awful things, forced marriages, adultery, domestic violence, incest, and it goes on and on. Um, and, you know, they said, this is the worst sex education book ever, one person noted. So let's get some perspective, people. <laughs> I love that so from the okay. shovel. Yes. I'm going to um, just bookend that with, bookend, um, there yes. was a newly discovered venomous snake found. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, yes. and um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, as if we haven't got enough venomous snakes. What a lot The shovel thought that they'd get onto that mm. um, quite on a uh, satirical uh, space. And, um, oh, those with two legs. They, yes. they, they talk about the newly discovered venomous Australian snake already looking to move into politics. <laughs> is the heading. Um, a poisonous new species of snake discovered in the Australian outback has announced plans to enter federal politics, saying it has the toxicity levels required to thrive in Parliament. (laughs) The desert whip snake, also known as... Demencia kynocosmia uh, typically lives in central, western or northern Australia, but researchers say it will flourish in Canberra. <laughs> it is cold-blooded, aggressive and likes to play with its prey before killing it. Uh, I guess it'll be running the Department of Immigration and Border Protection within years. University of South Australia researcher Greg Newby said. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Thank you for that. Love it. Watch out for those venomous snakes. Uh, We're going to go to a quick break. Seven minutes past five. Back on our Barbie theme. This one's from Dua Lipa. Dance the night. Go for it. Back with you on Big Life Conversation. We're having a little bit of a Barbie fest here, as you can hear. Barbie World with Nicki Minaj before, and uh, also Dua Lipa with Dance the Night. And it's 10 minutes past five. Nicole, Barbara, and Jacinta with you in the studio, and we have a special guest, Barbara. We do. I'd like to welcome to the program um, Ms. Duxie Franklin, who's going to be performing with uh, Grand Baxter at the magnificent uh, Q Courthouse on Saturday, the 5th of August. So that's not... This coming Saturday, it's the Saturday after, isn't that right, Duxy? Yes, that's correct. What time is the show? Uh, show starts at 8pm. Wonderful. And we're going to play uh, some of uh, your magnificent music as well. Unfortunately, uh, Grand couldn't be with us today, but uh, you sort of your styles complement each other, would you say? I mean, they're quite different, but they do complement each other. Yeah, yeah, they're quite different, but we both kind of dance around the genres of, of folk and alternative and little smatterings of rock and blues and jazz and pop and whatever. Have you actually uh, performed together before, uh, been in the same bill before? Um, Myself and Graham Baxter, no, although I think one of my bandmates has played with him before. He seemed to know him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what exactly is your musical background? I mean, do you come from some sort of musical family? 
No, not really. Um, I was classically trained on piano and then I heard the violin and I fell in love with the violin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, with the violin. And then oh, when wow. I was like 18, I was like, oh, I have to play guitar because that's oh, what all the cool yes. people play. And yes. I taught myself <laughs> guitar and then ukulele and now bass and singing. And oh, so it's just all what flat. a talent you are. <laughs> one person band are you almost uh, I can be uh, I prefer yeah. not to be but yeah. <laughs> harder work it's nice yes. having other people I love yeah. having other people yeah. Yeah. you can be great as well is that right? yeah that's yeah. right I think yeah. yeah wow and so have you actually officially trained in, in any of these or you yeah I did I went to the conservatorium of music in Tassie in Hobart oh Okay. Oh, has. beautiful yeah, yeah. must be gorgeous and how was you in Melbourne pl- playing the scene um like Four years before, five yeah. years maybe before COVID, and then oh, and then COVID, and now COVID, uh, yes. post-COVID, oh, <laughs> pre-COVID, yeah. post-COVID. It must be lovely for for you to be back up and running and being able to get to venues and totally. Yeah. yeah, it it was really really hard. I know some musicians did okay mm. through COVID, like artistically, but no, for me it was not good. No. Yeah, oh. some people um, really tough time and mm. trying to get back into it. Yeah, mm. we're really excited to be able to go to things mm, yes. um, yeah. but there's still some people sort of still finding their feet yeah. 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 yeah you have to start going everyone listening at home yeah, exactly. come to my income support so yeah don't worry and we'll put it uh, it's on our Facebook page already yeah. and we'll, we'll give it another plug as well and yeah. go and see our Facebook page at Big Life Conversation for more information but yeah get out there and you don't want to sit at home in the winter no <laughs> Well, a lot of people do actually. And the yeah. Q Courthouse is a wonderful location. It's a beautiful well. venue mm-hmm. and a few mm-hmm. things there, and it's a nice little spot and it's yeah. quite central. Oh, I like it because it's really close to my home. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can just sort of get over there yeah. and and, um, and it's sit down. It's beautiful theatre. Yes. Yes. It's like really lovely. So it's quite an internal space for you as well. Is it? Do you feel like yeah, fairly, fairly intimate. Yeah, and a beautiful room, beautiful environment. The sound should be really good, so should be a pleasure all round. It will be. And what I'm can people sure. expect to hear in terms of the style? Because you, you actually you're crossing genres, aren't mm. you? Yeah. Your brand. Yeah. yeah, we both are hopping across a few different genres. Um, I suppose my music is um, like maybe art pop or okay. alternative folk or indie folk mm. or something mm. like that. Mm. I think Grand's a little bit folk, maybe a little bit country, a bit blues. Okay. A bit more in that oh, direction. Nice. Yeah. And your songs cover. in terms of messages, I mean, you have a lot of love songs and this sort of thing, or love gone wrong songs. <laughs> um, probably my most like message-related song would be uh, my first single, Get a Real Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the title kind of t- tells you the message there. Oh, I love it. Get a real job. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. We're all looking for one of those, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right, yes. these days. Yeah. Um, so... Now, we've got a, a track of yours lined up, Ocean City. Mm. We, I reckon we might give it a bit of a run. Yeah. We do yeah, it we now. But tell, it, what could you tell us about it? About Ocean City? Yeah. Yeah, so this one, I um, I did an exchange in the US and I went on a road trip, on a, a surf trip. Oh, wow. But, it, yeah, it was the wrong season, so it was very cold and miserable. And I didn't <laughs> surf at all. <laughs> no beach boys. Oh, no. no. <laughs> but, but we went to this town called Ocean City and it was my imagination of what this would be like. I actually wrote it in the car on the way there. Oh, really? oh okay. I'm loving the sound of that. Ocean <laughs> City by Duxie Franklin. <laughs> And thank you, that was beautiful, Maxie. Yeah, beautiful. We love that. And we were talking off air about how you do sound like Kate Bush. Or Kate Bush sounds like you. She was inspired by me. And you were also telling us that um, you uh, after the, well, the show's going to go for about two hours or so. And so yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some one of your friends will be playing cello as well. There's a cello on that beautiful track. Oh, well, we haven't actually got a cello for this show. Oh, okay. Um, but my guitarist makes it sound like cello. He oh, does wow. amazing things with his <laughs> guitar. <so laughs> incredible. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds <laughs> wonderful. You also yeah. mentioned some interesting things that are coming up for you in October. Could you tell us a bit more again, please? Yeah, so um, I've got two new singles coming out very soon. Um, I'm doing all the music video editing, and that's a whole other story I can tell. <laughs> um, and getting them mixed and mastered and blah blah oh, yes. so they'll be coming out and um, they're probably going to come out with a record label with the producer that I've been working with 
And he uh, has planned this massive launch show for his record label, for my singles, for this other band with their album, for his album. I, I don't even know a oh, lot of stuff. <laughs> but if you, yeah, if you follow along on, on Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll get the updates on that. That'll be in October. Good. Early Lovely. October. Yeah, Beautiful. So it's exciting. Yes. 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 All things yeah. moving along very nicely. Mm. And nice to have some gigs underway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... At the courthouse for the the one show yep. and um, hoping to move it on, take it on the road, oh, uh, yeah. do other things with it, or yeah. Well, I've um, I've sort of spent a bit of time rehearsing, a lot of time rehearsing with my band, and a lot of time recording and producing. As I said, my new songs, mm. and I've got probably like an album worth of new stuff as well wow so yeah it's kind of just trying to get all of that happening and yes. the wheels take a really long time to yes, turn so probably I'll be focusing on the release stuff and then maybe next year there'll be some more music and a tour like I, I went on a tour with my duo in march april so where did you go Oh, we went all the way up to Byron Bay and back. Oh, it was amazing. It was yeah, so gorgeous. fun. That yeah. was Duxie and Luxio. Duxie and Luxio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have to ask you about so your name. Is this your stage name or is this a shortening of your real name or was that? I'm just thinking. Oh, it's my stage name. Yeah, it's a great name. Oh, excellent. I love it. You mentioned about writing songs. I'm interested in the inspiration. Like, how did you go searching for a topic or it's just like there's an inspiration for me to write this? It's a bit of everything. Like, mostly it is inspiration yeah. you, you hear something musical or lyrical or a scenario or an experience that you have mm. and you just think oh man I just I need to sort of say that or get it out or write yeah. it or something um, but yeah some, like I think the discipline of songwriting is something that we should also practice yes. so sometimes it's good to just sit down and make yourself come up with something yes. if you don't have inspiration yeah absolutely yes. like writer's block and that's yeah. 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 yeah totally just got to keep writing and do you yeah. find that you're a sort of person who is better off sort of on, on their own when you're doing that kind of thing or do you get sort of inspired by having other people around you or do you have to lock yourself away or like, how does it work? Uh, I do pretty much all of my writing like totally by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of how I do it. I'm not not open to collaboration but that's what I've done so far. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, so so far it's obviously worked for you quite well. So Beautiful. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> my world tour and uh, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So, final details. Uh, this Saturday, sorry, Saturday week, oh, Saturday week was the 5th mm-hmm. um, at 8 o'clock at the Q Courthouse, down in High Street in Q. Um, and it goes for about, about two hours. Very reasonably priced tickets we see as well. $20, I think, is the full price. And there's some concessions, did you say, as well? Yeah, that's available. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's a show, is it literally a show for all the family? Or yeah, yeah, it would yep. be, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a double headline. So, it's yeah, Duxie Franklin and my long lost Texan uncles. That's my band. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And and Grand Baxter and his band. Yeah, all my exes live in Texas, or was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm related, but I know about them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there be CDs on offer, like we can see. Yes. Here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'll have my my first CD available. Oh, beautiful. Um, I might get some merch. I need to probably get onto that. It's too easy. T-shirts. I'll get some yeah. buttons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's Edges. great. That's yeah. great, and it's beautiful cover as well. So, um, looking forward to hearing more. A great night out for all of a family. And so they should, people should book online or approach yeah. the um, Burundo Arts Centre to phone or whatever suits? Yeah, it's, um, I think it's on, uh, well, if you go to Burundo Arts yes. and yeah. you look up the show, Duxie Franklin and Grand Baxter mm-hmm. at Q Courthouse um, or you can go to grandbaxter.com. His website has a link directly to it, which might be a bit easier. Yep. But, um, yeah, you just book online, 20 bucks, um, maybe concession as well. Yeah. Sounds like a wonderful night out. Absolutely. Yeah. And for very good value, especially these days, 20 exactly. bucks. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All over it. Tuxie Franklin, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. And Thanks for having me. all the best for your show. Yay. We wish you well. It'll be a wonderful night out. <laughs> thank sure. you. Um, it is 26 minutes past five here, and um, Duxie is a hard act to follow, but we're going to give I'm Just Ken A Go by Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yes. Back with you on 3WBC, 5.30 exactly, ladies. Only half an hour to go, and we've had... 
such a good time, haven't we? As usual. As usual. <laughs> so um, I'm going to leave you to do a little bit of uh, checking in and mm-hmm. a few more announcements. Yes. I think someone who's coming first. Well, I have a, f- a few things, but they're all foodie related. If oh, you would like yeah. me to uh, head Just into a that little few, um, a little bit. note that I had for my Saturday crowd that I didn't quite get to read out, and it was about ten reasons you shouldn't shop at a <laughs> large warehousing uh, store, um, which shall remain nameless. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shopping at warehouse said warehouse is an experience um it's quite a retail giant offering a large variety of discounted bulk food items household products and more to its members who pay an exclusive access to the store uh so there is a membership fee but when you dig deeper into what shopping at said store really entails (laughs) the apparent savings may come with their own cost monetary and otherwise creating more hassle than they're worth here are 10 reasons you might want to skip that said store Mm. and membership um one if you're worried about grocery spending if you've ever been to said store with one item or two that you'd like to get (laughs) you often come out with a very hefty hefty bill um you never go with just one item on the list and usually the item is of a very large size and quantity yeah uh, so the price is more um as a result of that so you're often a little bit uh, poorer as a result of that um Often, you know, it is about um, bulk and um, retailers do rely, rely on behavioural economics and research to make sales and grow their business. So everything sort of, um, you know, may lead to a bigger financial price tag and um, at the store. Yeah, and if I can jump in there just quickly mm. because I think that's the very, like, if you do want to buy in bulk and we have to for our business, you go there. Um, but you wouldn't go there for one item. Like, well, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, what are you doing there? No, exactly. Mind you, I've never seen anyone with one item in their trolley. Okay, yes, okay, okay. no. So if you want to go in for a tin of tuna, you come out with 12. Yeah, that's yes. just the packaging. But, you know, I, I see a lot of people there, because I do go there a fair mm. bit, with their lists, with their, you know, and, and a number of people sort of shopping together. So mm-hmm. that I think for a lot of people when they go, to said store, yes, they actually do it in a very planned way. Yes. and I to think get that's the those, way to do it. Yeah, to get it's those savings the from bulk. Yeah, totally. Um, otherwise, it's like going for a couple of items and you come out with a you know fifty-five inch television. <laughs> um, yeah, and right. uh, you know that's that's not the way you do it. No, um, or you want you know one packet of bagels, but it comes as a set of two yes. packets. Yeah, um, yes. And the other point is that you don't want to avoid food wastage mm. so often mm. when you buy in bulk yes it might be cheaper but can I actually eat it all by the used date um, and the used by date might be quite soon and you've, you've bought say a whole bucket of tomatoes yeah. and you're just not <laughs> ever going to get through yes, them all that's right. um, so that can be another one and wasting food throws away our hard earned money we certainly don't want that and the additional stress that it puts on inflation and our grocery bills um, and also our greenhouse gases. That is a part of that as well. Um, are you willing to shop sales at regular grocery stores? So the sale price at regular or discounted grocery stores can often better deals um, than what is available day to day at said store. So if you don't mind keeping an eye on the flyers, um, <laughs> you can often find that you can get the savings at your grocery stores, but just not all the time. Um, for example, you might have, um, you know, a, a certain brand of olive oil that you're looking for and when it's on sale at your Coles or your Woolies, um, that's almost the same price as the name no-name brand at said store, which isn't necessarily a no-name brand, which brings me to the next point is if you don't care about brand names, then that's fine. There is a generic name, but they're not necessarily gen- generic. They're actually some of those big-name brands, but oh, rebranded. Um, so you can enjoy sure. sort of the lower prices of the brand name, um, but you're still actually getting said brand. So if you're wanting to avoid some of those brands, um, that can be a little bit tricky as well. Um, if you want curbside pickup, well, you're not kind of going to get that at this store. You do need to cart your large trolley 
up the ramp and down the ramp and you do need to pack your own groceries. Um, so there is that. They do um, do packing for you, though. They can do packing yeah, for you. pretty good. Um, if you don't want to deal with the time hassle of managing um, bulk buys, so often um, it's about what you can put in your pantry as well. Yeah, So sometimes true. I come home and I'm like thinking I'm masterful at my savings mm. and I haven't picked something with lots of packaging. Um, and I think that I've got a good deal and I can't actually fit it in the pantry. Um, so, you know, and how frequently do you need to go? Um, so that space-saving piece as well. Um, it can take a lot more time because it's a lot larger store. So there is a lot more um, square footage to um, move around there as well. And, um, you know, if you're a bit time poor, you won't get out of those checkouts very quickly either. <laughs> Um, and sometimes, um, you know, you won't find necessarily a lot of organic products there as well. So um, there are a lot of switching to organic items, um, but that sometimes comes with a heftier price tag, which is not going to give you that um, deal that you want to as well. So um, generally speaking, they do offer 100% satisfaction and guarantee on their products. Um, and if you're a member and you're quite passionate about it, and you know, shop very smartly and wisely and jointly, as you were saying, Jacinta, or sharing mm. with others, that can be a really smart way to go, um, but not necessarily cheaper. Um, mm. No, so exactly. It, it may not be the best no, idea. exactly. You just think about what your situation is and, you know, make a sensible decision. The other After all, it was for businesses to business yeah, originally. Right. So yeah. if you're, okay. you're buying for a business, you need bulk. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. And why shouldn't that they get sense. a discount for yeah. that? Um, yeah. The other interesting thing is that one of the two mainstream uh, one shop, supermarkets that we would generally shop at, mm. uh, it has just started offering bulk products oh. for sale. Mm. Yes, buying people, you know, getting disposable nappies and stuff oh, yeah, in, yeah. in bulk and all these other things. So it's one of those that started that too. Interesting. Um, interesting. Mm. But uh, we will see how that goes. Thank you, Nicole. Um, okay. Now, something that I wanted to mention, we do know we've got the um, the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Yes, I've got something to mention about that. Happening, oh. yes. Now, there is a, a, a documentary film that I wanted to mention, and it is something that, well, some people would be very interested in, maybe others not so much, but it's about Julian Assange. Mm, a controversial character. It, yes, absolutely. Mm. And it's a new documentary aiming to increase political pressure for the release of Julian Assange. And this has been going on for, I don't know, how many years That's now. Right. He's in prison, isn't he? He yes. is. It's narrated by Roger Waters from Pink Floyd and MIA, the UK rapper. But it's an Australian documentary. It's called The Trust Fall. Julian Assange aims to add weight to the campaign to release him from prison. Now, he's been detained in London's Belmarsh Prison for more than four years. Mm. That's at the behest of the US government. Uh, he's teetering on the edge of imminent extradition to America where he will face charges yeah. that could result in a 175-year prison mm. sentence. Now, it's filmed over two years on three continents and ten cities. Uh, it really examines the motives of this peace activist, according to the documentary filmmakers, and an innovator he is. The astounding, shocking and inspiring film invites viewers to embark on a journey of understanding where the circumstances are unprecedented and the destination unexpected. So... Whatever you might think of that, that will be on. And uh, Cinema Nova. And that, that's Cinema Nova, and that's actually. The actual um, uh, festival, uh, I think, finishes up um, today week. Because uh, yes. I was going to mention one as well, too. Yes. So just just yes, as I finish. Yeah, just as I finish that, it has its world premiere this Sunday, the 30th of July. Okay. At... Uh, the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival at Cinema Nova, if you're wanting to catch that. Wonderful. Thank you. And also, while we're on the subject of the uh, f uh, Documentary Film Festival, another interesting one is a bit of a blast from the past, uh, Rainbow Video. Now, it's already, been, already screened at, um, as part of the festival. It's, um, I think it's screening at the weekend, but it's back again. Um, 
um, on Thursday the 27th of July at 8.30 uh, at uh, Seminova. And so it's called Rainbow Video and it's, in, it's a certain documentary inspired by Tom Roston's oral history. I lost it at the video store. <laughs> and this play for feature length documentary according to the blurb uses a deep local focus to show how VHS changed art forever. And as the video shop era fades to black, Rainbow Video delves into the eclectic personal collections and practices of some of Melbourne's most renowned contemporary media artists through lively interviews and sites that of many legendary now defunct video shops sadly rainbow video uncovers a secret history of a brief but impactful era so um, anyway that sounds like it's one worth catching for a bit but you nostalgia value i remember the days of trooping down to the video store do you remember once upon a time yeah uh, it was quite a, a, a big deal to go there and there was a bit of a scam going at one stage where, pe where people actually when video recorders were a, a rare thing um you had to be careful that uh what video stores you went to because people would work out sometimes where you live they get your and address and they'd go and break into your house and steal your video recorder. Oh, do you remember those yes, stories? Maybe, do, maybe, actually. Not, maybe not old enough. No, 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 no I do stories. remember that. Yeah. yeah. But but uh, that, that aside, yes. it, was, it, was a, it was a fun time. I and, know. Uh, yeah, so that's, that sounds like uh, a, another fascinating one. And that, I think, is um, uh, the um, the creation of um, Jess, uh, Jessica Scott. So thank you so much. I remember every Friday night, I, after picking up the kids from school, yes. we'd go to the, our local video store and you could get five videos for, I don't know, $15 oh, or yes, something. Yes, so yes. I'd say, right, you can each get two each and I'll get one for mum and dad. Yes. And um, so there'd be... Look, it, sometimes it went okay, and sometimes we'd be out of there in five or ten minutes. Other times, other times it'd be like thirty minutes, and other times there'd be a fight. It's like, oh, I don't remember. How come he always exactly. gets? Oh, exactly. I'm like, right, get in the car. We're not doing this anymore. But it was always an event. It was always yes. there's always a story to tell after exactly. being in the video store. And I think it's inspired a few things. It wasn't a be kind rewind. Was it yeah, yeah. about the video store? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. If it wasn't, if we weren't having a drama or a meltdown, some other family. <laughs> so it was always uh, good for a bit of a, a view of that. Indeed, mm. indeed. Really? Yeah, so um, that's, as I said, that's another one. That, thank you. That's um, on it uh, as part of the um, the film festival, which is winding up, as I say, uh, today week. So It uh, is, isn't it? Check yeah. it out and go online to, to Seminova to find out a few more details about other movies that are uh, going to be screened as well. Absolutely. It goes very quickly. It does. Um, we just had a lovely chat with Duxy Franklin. An amazing singer. She's going to be at the Q Courthouse in what was the date again? Saturday, the fifth of August. Fifth, the fifth of August, August at eight p.m. Yeah, and she so looks as glam as she sounds. She's she? absolutely delightful, and she's got a brilliant voice. And we're just going to play another track of hers. Um, it's called "It's Time." You're on ninety four point one FM three WBC. It's almost time for us to go, but it's time to hear Duxie Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> 